Hi, Suzanne. How are you doing? Okay. So we have a big holiday coming up, and you wanted to share something with the audience. So why don't you go ahead and tell us your thoughts? Um, I think I think the whole world should remember that whatever hoopla or uh, um, celebratory rituals they go through, they must remember that the uh, that the meaning of the meaning of Christmas is uh, Christ's Mass. Um, that that's what it was called back in the old days. Uh, everybody had the sense to remember that they were celebrating Jesus' birthday. Um, I also um, want to encourage uh, an artistic project uh, uh, for children to do on uh, uh, Christmas Eve uh, to keep them occupied. Here in the United States, uh, the, the, the children on Christmas Eve would be uh, uh, itchy-painted about their uh, presents, whereas uh, in some other countries, they don't exchange presents until January 1st or even January 6th. Um, Nevertheless, if they do an art project at home, uh, focused on Jesus, it'll help them to remember, and uh, it would it would also force the grown-ups to remember what uh, what Christmas is really about, because uh, because uh, too many grown-ups uh, get their children hooked on hooked on uh, fantasy tales and fictions uh, before they know the, the truth. Shall I shall I explain this art project, or did I explain it before? Please? I'm not sure what you're uh, referring to. I know you told me about some other project art projects, but I don't know if it's the same. So go ahead. Why don't you share it with us and see what happens? Um, the idea uh, the idea is to uh, is to make uh, a birthday card uh, for the baby Jesus. Uh, um, it's best meant for young children who are impatient about their presence, but uh, um, if uh, older children or even adults want to do it, well, then by all means, try it. Um, procedure is to take a good size sheet of paper, um, a legal size, or, uh, or, in, or in some other countries, whatever the uh, uh, the most sensible size for. Uh, children's artwork might be, and fold it in half crosswise, then uh, reopen it. Um, on one side of the crease, uh, the child uh, draws a picture of his or her favorite Christmas character or characters paying their respects to the baby Jesus. So they have to be sure to uh, show the baby Jesus is in, uh, in the manger with the uh, with the uh, desired characters uh, uh, paying their homage. Um, uh, the children can use whatever um, raw materials are necessary: uh, uh, crayons, pencils, paint brushes, watercolors, uh, magic markers, whatever, uh, to make the highest quality picture possible. But I must. I must advise um, the artists must take their time preparing their pictures. 
um, if um, if a family has uh, more than one child, um, each child draws his or or, or her own picture. Uh, uh, two or more children do not collaborate uh, on the same pictures. Um, well, do they draw the same thing or different things? What? Would they draw, would, let's say you have multiple children, would they all draw a different thing or they all draw the same? No, they would each draw their own thing. But I mean, would they all draw baby Jesus or do you want some wise men or uh, a donkey or sheep, goat? I don't know. Well, you need to have the baby Jesus, but I would, uh, but, but it's not necessary to have the holy family or animals in the drawing because they're, they were real. I'm, I'm trying to encourage children to use uh, uh, their favorite Christmas characters based on uh, uh, national legends or popular stories or whatever uh, they believe characters may exist in any one country's tradition. I see. Um, well, what happens is uh, um, the picture occupies only one half of the paper. On the other side of the crease, if the child is old enough to print or write uh, for itself, that's best. Otherwise, the grown-up uh, might uh, write the greeting for the child. It's, it's very, also, it's very important that the grown-ups avoid horning in, trying to uh, make the children draw the pictures the way the grown-ups see fit. This is supposed to be the children's work, not the grown-ups, unless grown-ups want to make pictures independently by themselves. Um, the greeting on the other side of the crease should be happy birthday, Jesus, from whomever the characters are that the children draw. Um, in each country, you would, uh, they, would, they would use their own language. So there's artwork um, done on Christmas Eve uh, to uh, display in the house and honor Jesus as another kind of birthday present uh, for uh, uh, throughout Christmas Day, and uh, if the uh, if the children or other artists did this project several consecutive Christmas Eves, and and hold on to their pictures, they would see how their writing or particularly their drawing skills uh, might in, might improve each time each additional time. Right, but if they keep all the cards and don't, they don't send them to baby Jesus will never get a card. Um, well, they display them in the house the same way they display uh, Christmas cards uh, received from neighbors, friends, relatives. Okay, so you you wouldn't send it to Jesus; you would just hold on to it. Um, well, perhaps a good idea is uh, if you have a nativity set somewhere in the house. Um, when the picture is finished, you uh, um, set it alongside the uh, nativity set because uh, it, with the nativity set, you have the real life people, the holy family and the uh, the wise men, the shepherds and the animals. But with the drawings, uh, you might most likely have um, uh, characters from different countries' traditions. That sounds like interesting idea. So you think that would... Uh... Well, I guess it depends on the age of the child. It might take a long time for them to draw, right? Well, well, that's why uh, that's why I intended it for I meant it for younger children so that they could take their time being occupied on Christmas Eve uh, making 
making a birthday card for Jesus to remember what the uh, holiday is about and uh, and not focus uh, so much unnecessarily on the what presents they might get the next day. Yeah, so you, you would like to see him shift the focus uh, away from the material thing? It's not... It's not so much the material things as uh, as as a, a fictional characters, traditional um, characters that are that are made overly important. Um, that's certainly true of North America with Santa Claus. The artists have to remember, and especially especially the grown-ups. That the purpose of Christmas is to celebrate Jesus's birthday. Right, and certainly we don't want to talk about Santa Claus. I don't want to talk about. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to put focus too much attention on uh, tradition or fantasies or, or or especially fictional characters, which tend to be made overly important. Because that's where you object to usually, right? Well, also because. Um, I was made to believe in Santa Claus when I was a little child, and uh, he was emphasized um, not so much a jolly gift giver, but uh, um, but a bogeyman, uh, an unseen but omnipresent behavior monitor, checking up on children's behavior 24/7, 365, and that the acquisition of presents was a privilege that the children had to earn depending on their um, behavior uh, throughout the year so that uh, so that Christmas time um, was not a time of joy but a time of reckoning um, and besides it was uh, it was all for uh, a false cause because I found out when I was eight years old that it, that it had been a bunch of lies when my parents were very strict about always telling the truth. And, well, they also, that, that's involving the children in fantasies and then later turning the tables and telling the children they, may, they must be concerned with reality only. But why get them hooked on fantasies in the first place? You object to hypocrisy. They told you not to lie, but they lied to you. Well, inconsistency would be... Uh, uh, and an and equally appropriate term. Right. So, yeah, it's, now, did you want to, I think you mentioned something else to me when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was. Uh, there was a topic you wanted to cover that we haven't mentioned before. Oh, Christmas is also a birthday of uh, a famous uh, American. Now, uh, um, only, only the United States would matter about it, but uh, um, but let's think about something. Um, yeah. Um, when you lived in Europe, um, were any uh, organizations or groups uh, organized uh, for the purpose of aiding victims of unexpected accidents or illnesses or, or wants? I mean, well, emergency situations. Well, of course. I mean, you have Red Cross is international. You have other charity organizations. That's, that's yeah. just it. Red Cross. Mm -hmm. um, all those groups must have operated under the international Red Cross umbrella. Mm -hmm. And and with this American 
date Clara Barton, who founded the American branch of the Red Cross. She was born on Christmas Day in 1821. So this coming Christmas will mark her 200th birthday. Oh, okay. That's, a, that's an important anniversary for you because you like the, the round numbers. Because anniversaries, I mentioned some multiples of numbers that are considered extra important, but mm. that would also apply to multiples of 100. Right, so you have 200. So Americans should uh, honor Clara Barton, whereas uh, um, I don't know who first thought of the uh, International Red Cross, but uh, but no doubt, I don't think I don't think those founding fathers and and mothers uh, have the same have the exact same birthday and birthday number uh, as Clara Barton. What, what else do you know about her? Anything else? I think, um, oh yes. Um, anytime um, a group of people go up and down the streets to you know uh, street blocks from house to house. Uh, singing Christmas carols, or especially every time we look at a nativity set, we owe credit to St. Francis of Assisi, because he's the one that started it. Okay, do we need to uh, learn anything else about Christmas? Well, I said in the beginning, um, back in the old days, it was called Christ's Mass. Because obviously you had to celebrate a mass on December 25th, celebrating Jesus' birthday. And in time, it was uh, altered uh, to, to the name Christmas. Right, so we already mentioned that. So, all right, so do you want to uh, wish everyone Merry Christmas before we close? Do you want to sing a song? What would it, what, how should we close? Well, first I'd like to uh, first I'd like to uh, say a riddle, which uh, which is tied to a very famous Christmas story. Okay. Um, what did the What did the sheep say after reading Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol? Uh, okay. Well, you uh, I know the answer to that because you told me that once before. So I'll let you give the answer. <laughs> Ah, there you go. So that's your that's your standard uh, Christmas joke, right? Um, yes, yes. For for for, for other for other countries who are hearing it for the first time, they can always uh, translate it into their own language. No doubt they've uh, they've translated Dickens' Christmas Carol into their own languages. Yeah, but so would, would they the, obviously translate uh, Scrooge's catchphrase uh, into uh, into their own language? Right, but do sheep sound the same? In different countries. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So, do you, do you want to sing a song or anything like that? Um. Um. Most most concerts, um, or or maybe the Christmas carolers after singing a couple of carols, end off with the one I'm thinking of. Uh, we wish you a merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Well, many when I. In, in my last year of high school, uh, my Latin teacher and I uh, uh, translated it into Latin so that uh, um, in in a good many, well, not all of the Christmas parades that I'm in, if I'm dressed as, uh, as an angel, I'll sing um, a cow or two or Latin in Latin and then make a point to finish off with the, we wish you a Merry Christmas in Latin. 
Okay. Would you like to sing it or or no? Um, well, it would be interesting if um, if other countries take that melody and and translate it into into their own languages. I'm sure they do that. That's a well-known song. Well, the thing is, with any song, um, whatever the original language is, uh, the, the melody uh, suits the vowels and consonants uh, of that language. That's uh, that's why I learned with opera some um, composers are identified with the with certain languages and that uh, um you try to translate an opera from one language into another you it's, it's you have to uh, uh, reposition all the vowels and consonants so that uh, whatever the uh, uh, translated language is uh, it has to sound as much as melodic as possible in the second language as it would be in the original. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's why a lot of times they stick with Italian, right? Or German and Italian. With opera, yes. But I'm talking about uh, this particular carol. We wish you a Merry Christmas mm-hmm. and a Happy New Year. Okay. Would you like to sing for us or no? I, I'm used to doing it in Latin if, the, if the other countries don't mind. Well, I don't think anyone would mind. Why would they mind? Well, they get their... If they haven't done it already, they take their cue uh, to take the melody and uh, and, and translate it. Uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas, which is said three times, uh, and a Happy New Year into uh, into into their own adaptation. All right. Well, go ahead if you like to sing. Let's close with that. occupied and uh, to keep important things about Christmas in mind and uh, a lovely rendition of a song. I uh, wish you Merry Christmas again and I'll uh, we'll speak to you soon. Felix <laughs> Natalis. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, have a great one. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Bye. Bye.